What's up everybody, it's Dan Greer with Leading from the Middle of the Pack and I am here today to talk all about what it takes to hire the right people the first time. Alright. The big question is this, how are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Sweet! So glad you guys are still here. Awesome. Thanks for joining in. Um, just want to take a few seconds here and say that if you like the podcast so far, I really want you to subscribe to it because uh, I've really enjoyed making these. It's been a lot of fun. It's been uh, it's been kind of a crazy whirlwind in order to get to where I have the guts to make these things, honestly. And so, um, anyways, just appreciate your comments and your feedback. I check out every single one of those comments on social media and all that stuff. So make sure that uh, you guys leave some comments on the social media. And uh, if you ever want, shoot me a message, and I'd love to connect with you guys. So let's jump into the real topic for today, and that's how to hire the right person the first time. Now, we've all had that pain in our life where we've hired the wrong person, right? Like, we made a hire, and it's like, you know, after like 30 days, you're sitting there going, what did I just do? This person just left a job they liked or kind of liked or hated to come to work for me, and it's not going to work out because they don't, they're not a good fit. They don't fit the role well. They don't fit what I need them to fit. Like, they had a really good interview, but they weren't really good anywhere else, right? They didn't didn't actually, they interviewed well, but that was it, right? And so what I've discovered is, like, I haven't hired a ton of people, but I've worked around a ton of people, and I've worked with a ton of people, and kind of when you get clients, that's kind of like hiring people, right? Because you got to work with them, but there's a little bit different because they pay you. So like you're their employee almost whenever you have a client that hires you. And you can fire clients. Like you can do that. I don't I, I don't like to get clients that I want to fire. I like to get the clients that I love and I want to be around. Um, employees are kind of the same way. I like to get employees in a team. I like to have my team be lots of fun to be around. And we like to have lots of fun as a team. And there's a lot of trust that goes on with that. And so... Part of it is uh, learning how to hire the right person the first time. And that is not easy, okay? Um, what I want to talk about today is, is increasing your interview process and how to make your interview process really work for you, okay? And I also want to talk about like advertising for your role and your job posting positions. And so what I want to do is I want to encourage everybody to go go to eclipsedot.org org forward slash hiring. And I want you to check out our job descriptions. Now, the reason I'm doing this is is because I want you to go through the process. I want you to see how we do it because our turnover rate is so low. Like, we do everything in our power to keep our turnover rate low because I know what it takes to bring on somebody new and get them up to speed and get them to where they're comfortable and where they're doing things and they're moving forward in a lot of different directions. And so 
I know what that takes and I know the costs that are associated with that. And we'll talk about those a little bit later as long as I don't forget, right? But so that's part of why the reason I want you to do this. I want you to go look at that because we're not, when you go in there and look at those positions, it is not about how to communicate what the position requires. There's some of that in there. It's about selling the position to the candidate. Most people come out and they just go, hey, we're hiring. That's it. And then they give this job description. Need someone who's motivated. Likes to get stuff done. Work long hours for little pay. Like that's what they say. And they wonder why they're not getting phenomenal candidates for their jobs. For what they're opening. For their positions. They're sitting there and they're going, well, I just don't understand. I do everything right. I do it like everybody else does. Well, yeah, but if you're doing it like everybody else does, you're in the norm. You don't want to be in the norm. Who do you want to work for? Do you want to work with people who like to be in the norm, who like to do stuff the same way every single time, no matter what, who don't ever look for an easier way to do it? No! I want to hire the people who are looking outside the box, who are thinking outside the box, who are like, hey, this is the direction I want to go. How do I get there? This is what I want. How do I get it? Not, not, oh, here's my parameters. How do I figure out how to do this while staying within these parameters? Or not even that, like, tell me how to do it and I'll do it. Right? Like, that's very aggravating to me. Tell me how to do it and I'll do it. No, figure out how to do it. Right? Like, I'll show you how to do it, but figure out how to do it. Like, that's the type of people I want to hire. And so if you go look at our job postings, you're going to see that they're super creative and they're vibrant and they, and they say a lot. They say a lot about who we are. They say about, a lot about who we're looking for. They give very little on the job description itself and a lot more pep and razz on getting people excited to come in. Like, that is a lot of it. It's like just the job descriptions in general. Now, the next thing that you've got to think about is how your interview process goes. Most people do one interview, bam, you got a pulse, you're hired. You're semi-qualified, you've got a pulse, boom, you're ready to go. You're bring, bringing them in. Let's go. Get in here. Let's get you trained up and get you to work. And then they don't find the right person because they don't know if they're a good fit for the team and if the team is a good fit for that person. Because they hired off of one interview. They met with them. They liked the way they interviewed. Their resume looked good. They had semi-good credentials or great credentials, and they interviewed phenomenal, and it was all a show. None of it was real. None of it was right. None of it was true. They don't call any references. They don't do anything with that, right? Like, they just get it, and they're like, oh, yep, I like this person. I like the way they talk to me. Boom, and they're done. Well, that's like a number huge mistake right there. It's so big to do that because I tell you what happens whenever you do something like that is that you end up with the bottom of the barrel stuff because, number one, you're advertising like everybody else advertises. You're just putting a job posting out. Oh, help wanted. Lots of hours, very little pay, whatever, right? Like you're not you're not pepping up your job, you're not making it look good. And then number two, your interview process stinks. You go through one interview and that's it. I'll tell you, we do we do a four part interview in our company, and it's been working phenomenally. And I learned this from a guy named Bill Allen. Bill Allen does uh, seven figure flipping. He's absolutely phenomenal. You ever get the chance? Look him up. He's got like a whole slew of businesses. I didn't realize he had so many so many different businesses um, within it and different layers within his business. But uh, I, I know him from Seven Figure Flipping. He wrote a book. Uh, let me see. I got it right here. Give me just a second. Seven Figure Flipping Underground. Seven Flipper. Seven Figure. If I could talk, it would help. Seven Figure Flipping Underground. 
How expert real estate investors find hidden properties, negotiate the best deals, and build profitable businesses. That is his book. And it is a phenomenal book. It's packed full of all kinds of stuff for real estate. But he does a lot more than just real estate as well. He's doing some coaching and stuff like that. And he's a, he's a super humble, phenomenal guy. And his story is just absolutely amazing. But anyways, he taught this at one of the masterminds that I was at whenever I was in Mexico. Um... And, and the, what he taught was just absolutely phenomenal. He talked, he didn't realize how much information he was giving away. Like I took over like six pages of notes just from his 45 minute presentation. It was absolutely phenomenal. But one of the things that he talked about was like his interview process and how he, as the CEO, now that he's grown his company, doesn't get involved until the fourth interview. Right. And so he's the creator of the company, he has his COO, the person running operations, is the guy who actually, guy or gal who actually does the interview process and gets them to that point. And he doesn't meet the person until the fourth interview. So his guys are going through all this. And, and he told me, he told us, he's like, this is what the interview process is. He goes, first off, the first phone interview is just rah-rah. You're pepping them up. You're getting them excited about the job. You're seeing if they actually answer the phone. They're a real person. And if they're excitable. And you're getting a little bit of a feel for them. If you like them, then you have them uh, complete or you pull a personality profile on them. And um, and after they complete it, then you can look at that and you make sure that it's a good fit for your job. And we're going to go over that uh, probably in our next episode, actually, because I don't know if we'll have time to go over uh, profiles, personality profiles on this one. But anyways, so, and then, he, then from there he goes, okay, so then his second interview is simply... More one-on-one, 30 minutes, more in-depth. We're going to ask some questions. We're going to get deep. We're going to make them a little nervous with some questions. We're going to hope that they bring some questions to us. We're going to figure out whether they're going to be a good fit for us, right? The third interview is a team interview. Everybody on the team comes in. It's like no other interview before. You have one person interviewing with, say, four people on the team or whoever's on the team there. It's like a whole team interview. Um, What he does is he does a day interview you fly out and you spend a day doing like crazy stuff with him flipping tires and cross what do they call it crossfit stuff and all kinds of stuff just to see it just allows them to see like how you act and how you're going to react to different situations and that kind of stuff and and they're looking for highly motivated people because uh, what they're doing and so um and i agree i love highly motivated people anyways um so that's what he kind of does is he does that as a demo trial for him and then, uh, and then the very last interview is a one-on-one interview with him, just him. And very few people make it to that very last interview. Well, I can tell you that we're pretty small still. <laughs> I don't have the ability to have a, a COO at the moment being uh, going through that process for us. So I actually have to do it all. They get the interview with me first and last. And then they get the second interview with me. And the third interview is a team interview, which is really good and a lot of fun to have the whole team kind of interview them and go through that process. And we do this for like 99.9% of our people. And actually, I'll tell you what we do for our CDL trainers because the job is so important because we want to make sure that we set them up for success. Our interview process for them looks just slightly different. And so um, they go through, they submit their resume, they do the personality profile, and then we don't pull the personality profile yet. We do a one-person interview with them, and that's that's one-on-one with me at the moment. And that will change to be the person over the head of our CDL program in the very near future. They'll be doing those interviews. And then uh, after that, they uh, we have one more quick phone interview that's about 30 minutes long. They get to ask questions. We get to ask questions that separates by about a week, maybe three days if we're really in a hurry and we've, we've gone through it really quickly. 
And then, and then we bring them in for one day of paid training. So we bring them in as a 1099 and they, they fill out the 1099 form and we pay them one day's worth of wages to work with us. And then we can see whether they're a good fit or a bad fit or how they work or what they do. And here's the thing is like this does phenomenally well for us because we get to see how they work under a pressure situation. We're bringing somebody in who's probably not spent a ton of time training before and we're throwing them directly into a training role. And we're not like saying, oh, you got to train this guy. No, that's not what we're doing. They're there with a trainer hand in hand throughout the entire day to see how it goes. And we pay them for that day. Like, I don't know of any other in any other place in the world that does one day of paid training as part of their interview process, right? And then at the end of the day, we recap. We, we like see how it's going. We say what's going on. And then at the end of the day, we, uh, we recap as a group. We huddle as a group and be like, okay, so what'd you think? How'd it go? Good, bad, and different. Do we want to keep going? Do we want to interview more people? Like, what do you think? Scale of one to 10. We say what we liked, what we didn't like. And then we kind of write all that stuff down. And so we all spend a little bit of time with them. We see how they warm up, how they're doing by the end of the day. Because at the, in the morning, when you put somebody in that situation, they are super nervous because they don't want to say the wrong thing. And they've never been there before. And by the end of the day, the, the people who really excel in that position are like, yeah, well, you know, it'd be really good if we uh, if you did this this way, right? Like they talk to the driver and they, and they kind of tell them how to do it. And they start adding in their two cents to make it even better. And they start giving you more and more and more information to make it better. And so it's really, really nice to see that happen. And you get to see how good they're going to do and if they're going to be a good fit or not. And what I love about doing it that way for our trainers is, is it's like it's demo day. We get to see them at their peak, how they're going to be at their peak, and how they're going to and how they're going to react to a brand new situation they know nothing about. Whether they're going to be nervous or whether they're going to jump in feet first and just get it done, right? And we get to see how that's going to happen. We also get to see if they're cocky or if they're humble, because uh, in that position, we definitely don't want somebody who's got an ego, right? We need somebody who's super humble because that's the persona we're doing. That's what we're filling out. That's how we're making our business roll that way. Somebody who's easy to deal with, somebody who people like, somebody who's not an arrogant or a prick, that kind of stuff. And so there is a lot, a lot that goes into that. And we've, we've actually had some guys come in and like at noon, I'm like, sweet dude, you can go grab some lunch and go home. Here's your, here's your cash for the day. <laughs> Pay him his hourly rate for the day, whatever we decide on, and send him home for half the day and be like, yeah, thanks for coming out. We appreciate your time. We'll be in touch. And we move on because they're not a good fit. We can tell they're not a good fit, right? Like it's not going to work. And we know that. And that's one of the best things we've done in our interview process because the worst thing you can do and what costs you the most money is hiring the wrong person. I can tell you that, um, I can tell you why it's so important to hire the right person the first time. And the reason for that is, is because like I've hired the wrong person. I've hired the right person at the wrong time and I've hired the wrong person altogether. And I knew they were the wrong person two weeks after we hired them. But I was so desperate to fill that position, so desperate to fill that job that I couldn't see, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see they were the wrong person. I didn't want to see it. And thankfully, my eyes were opened and they left. And it worked out really well for all of us. Nobody had hurt feelings. It worked out really well. Um, well, if they had hurt feelings, I don't know. I don't have hurt feelings. I care less. But um, my point is, is like having that person in that position 
probably cost our company six figures. And he was there for less than three months. That's crazy, right? Like, I look at what it cost me to train him, what it cost me to pay him to do what he was doing, and the missed sales that we missed because he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. Like, I am not holding any grudges. I'm super easy to forgive. But I don't forget, right? And and I tell you what, like, right after we made that hire, we started changing our entire hiring process. Everybody went through a four-step process. Everybody who's going to be a trainer went through a day of training on the job site paid. And we it took multiple decisions on and comments on it. And my big thing is I want honesty. And so I don't rebute, I don't rebuttal any comment that anybody makes. If somebody's like, yeah, the dude was on his phone halfway through the day. That's kind of lazy. I don't be like, dude, you're on your phone halfway through the day. That's kind of lazy. I just like, yeah, that's a great observation. As the leader, that's what I'm doing, okay? And so we went literally from like a one interview process like everybody else does because that's what the world does. We were doing what the norm is. We were hiring people and we were moving forward to go into this new four-step process. And I'll tell you what, that day with them, that half a day with them, that two hours with them, that team interview that lasts an hour, what I tell them is I say, when it comes to the team interview to that third interview, if they're, if they're a trainer, you're going to be with us all day. We're going to pay you to be there. Uh, if you're not a trainer, I'm not going to pay you to be there. It's going to be a team interview, and it's going to take you an hour to two hours. And we're going to actually have some fun while we're there because I'm tr still trying to introduce the culture of the company to them. I'm still trying to get them excited about the company because the last thing you want to happen is during the interview process is to not sell your company to them. And what I mean by that is you're not trying to actually sell the company to them and be like, hey, come buy my company. No, you're trying to sell it to them. You're trying to get them excited about working with you because... If they're not excited to work with you when you hire them, they're not going to be excited to work with you in six months or a year or 90 days or three years or five years or whatever. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And so we want them excited. We want them looking forward to what's coming. And that goes back to, to like the very first thing that we talked about ever, and that's doing what you say you're going to do. And so if you say, hey, in six months, I want you to be here doing this, but you need to know that there's some stipulations to get you here, if they hit those stipulations, you need to have them there. You need to do what you say you're going to do. Otherwise, you're going to lose that trust from them. And then you're going to lose that employee again. So anyways, that's like that's like step three. So the first interview is a quick 15-minute phone call. Make sure they're alive. Make sure they're interested. Make sure they're the right person before you actually spend the money on the personality profile on them. And then the second interview is one-on-one, -on -one, 30 minutes, go a little bit deeper. We're going to explain a little bit more about the company. We're going to get them a little bit more excited about some of our benefits, some of what we have to offer, some of what we're doing. We're going to get to fill them out. Like A lot of the second interview is letting them talk. By then, they've had time to kind of think about it, and, and they've got some questions racked up in their mind, right? And, uh, and then we allow them, we ask questions about them. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me a little bit about what you do right now. You know, what makes you want to apply for the job? Why do you think you'd be a good fit? You've had some time to think about it. What do you know about us? That's one of my favorite questions to ask in an interview. See if they've actually done research on us or if they just showed up and they're like, Oh, yeah, you guys do, uh, well, what's DOT, right? Like, that's not a good answer for somebody when they come in for a job interview. It tells you if they're going to do prep, how good they're going to be, how, how skilled they are at what they do. And so we do that, and that's part of our second interview. Third interview is all about team, and it's getting the whole team involved. That way they get to meet the team, the whole team is involved in the decision and whether they are hired or not. 
And it's not a one-man decision. It's not a one-person decision whether they're hired. It's the whole team. If the whole team looks and, and one person loves them and the rest of the team is like, no, man, I don't think they're a good fit, then they're not a good fit, right? Like, it, you got to understand that. And then um, our third inter- our fourth interview is all about the offer to me. And so I go in and I, I talk to them a lot about where the company is, ask them what they think about the interview process, and, and you know, most of the time tell them, I know it's been a while, I appreciate your patience, I understand there's a lot going on. And so we just really want to say thank you for what you're doing and uh, and the fact that you're here. And then the uh, the next part of that is like extending an offer to them. And so the way that I the way that I schedule my last interviews is I actually send out those emails or I have an assistant send out those emails to schedule them. And we always go to the highest priority one or the one that we like the most first, and they get the first interview because we want to give them the first time offer to reject or accept. And most people, if they've interviewed with you, unless you super lowball them, they are going to accept the offer because you've already got them excited about it. You've already got them excited about the company and the new potential and the possibility, and you've read them, and you know if they're going to be a good fit or not for you before you actually get there. And um, that's huge, right? And um, the one thing that that I do want to say with all of this whole process is, is that it's okay if it takes time. And the other thing is, is if you think you need to hire somebody, it's too late. Let me repeat that. If you think you need to hire somebody, it's too late. Right? Like that's the one thing that I've learned is whenever I think I need to hire somebody, it's too late. Because I don't have time to train them. I don't have time to get them on the right page. I don't have time to get them moving in the right direction. I, I, I don't have that and I don't have time to get them to get them up to speed. And so if you think you need to hire somebody, you probably should have hired them a month ago. And you better plan on the first 90 days of anybody working for you being rough, asking a lot of questions, move, helping you move in the right direction, right? Like there's going to be a lot of that that goes on. And so that's what I want to say that today is all about that four-part interview process. It's all about finding the right person. You know what we're going to do is we are going to jump right into, in our next episode, about personality profiles and that kind of stuff. So uh, the one that we use is called a DISC, D-I-S-C, profile. And I am going to actually give you guys all access to that on the next one for free. What? Super cool. Probably shouldn't have said that early, but hopefully that gets you here next time. So you guys check it out, and I'll get you a link to where you can go get that. Um, And then you'll get a free DISC profile. How cool is that? Right? All right. Well, that's it, guys. If you like this podcast, I want you to subscribe to it. I don't only want you to subscribe to it. I want you to share it, and I want you to tag me in it. Real Dan Greer um, on Instagram, at Real Dan Greer. And uh, on Facebook, you can find me, Daniel Greer. And I'm also on LinkedIn. Got a super big following on there. And I do a little bit on Twitter, but not very much. And I have not branched out into TikTok. I don't even know how that works. I have to ask my kids and make them tell me how it works. Probably doing like some dancing or some crap on there at some point. But anyways, I digress. Hope you guys had a great time. Glad you're here. And we will chat soon. All right, later.